0: You asked me, because we started talking about the Buffalo Bills guy, and that led down to you asking me when the last time a guy actually had a right heart attack passed away on the field? Yes, what I said. Because I told you, you
1: said he got hit just right, and I said it didn't look like he got hit that hard. You said he got hit perfectly, and I
0: said... That's what they're saying.
1: But turn a clot
0: loose. So you're saying he got his booster and the blood clot...
1: All so, I know is there's a lot of people that's dropped dead post, post, post. Vaccine vaccination. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, God. Well, anyway, you asked me and I
1: and I, believe, and I said my exact words were when's the last time somebody died on the NFL field, had a cardiac event on the field.
0: And I read the article and I knew I knew this, but it wasn't clear. But it was early '70s, 72, 73, maybe. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. And the story hey, you, was, the, go ahead. The, well, the story was is that the for the first string guy got hurt. This guy went in. He hadn't caught a pass all season. Went in, catches a pass, and then it was a handful of plays later, he died. He has a heart attack. And I think he was on the field, and they got him on the stretcher, card, and got him off there, because his wife was actually, or his widow, was telling the story because they—that's who they did the story with, because she was watching Monday night when that happened, and totally like, you know, could relate obviously. And uh, what they found out about her husband was that um, it wasn't anything that happened on the football field; he had something hereditary that. His heart just, you know, exploded while he was playing. You know, sickle
1: cell or something? No, it wasn't sickle I,
0: cell. It wasn't sickle cell. It, was, it wasn't sickle I'm cell. I'm
1: trying to get canceled. If I could,
0: I get. I, I think so, but no, it wasn't sickle cell. Um, he was, uh, gosh, what was it? He had had some problems earlier in the season, and they mis misdiagnosed it. So, imagine um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then your claim was, is that because it was the 70s, he I was said, yeah, because
1: he did three bumps of cook, uh, coke and two hookers before the game, because it was the lines in the 70s. Right.
0: <laughs> are, so. so so, are you mixing up listening to a future guest of our Jake Brennan show badly? <laughs>
1: No, I didn't even listen to that. But <laughs> with, I started the, to. Uh, it, I started to listen to Badlands Day, but it populated. I think I got my sort mixed up. It was. It was giving me something other option, like the last one or latest one. It was. It wasn't giving me the one I wanted. And I was. I was going to listen to it in. A, a, I had the conference. one about
0: Joe Namath and stuff.
1: That's the one like, I wanted. I was. I've been on in conference calls all day from from about eleven to four thirty, so my mind is frazzled, and I and I put my thing on mute. So, I was looking for something to listen to instead of uh, these bureaucrats who Babylon. so
0: and and so you couldn't uh, you couldn't uh, couldn't get her done then, is what you're saying?
1: Well, I started to, and I just I was you know, I was afraid because I had two I had two separate headsets, and I was afraid one would bleed over into the other. And they would frown on me. Not giving their their utmost attention, and see, I I I don't have a camera on my computer. I got one on my laptop, but I usually do it from my desk, so my screen's got nothing but my name across anyway. So they couldn't see it,
0: but you know. Well, um, by the way, I just sent I just sent you the article on Chuck Hughes, the Detroit Lions guy. He passed well, away. I think he I thought maybe he feeling. was
1: playing. He was playing the. Uh, he was playing the. Uh, Raiders and Jack Tatum hit him or something
0: you know uh, what those guys <laughs> used to do those guys used to do and and we're just it's all of our pro football fans will be will love this especially the guys our age but the uh the old t- was it, uh, it was George Atkinson and Jack Tatum used to do used to do a thing called the hook I think. Mm-hmm. And they would, you would come across the middle, and they would have their arm in the in an L shaped, and try to take your head off with that, until they finally, until they finally outlawed it.
1: Yeah, well, my son will tell you because he was telling the other night at the game, he was saying something about. I turned, turned somebody, into,
0: I turned him t- into a Jack Tatum fan, right?
1: Yes, he's got a Tatum yes. jersey. Uh, uh, he said he turned him into. Uh, he hit somebody. The last person they were able to do that. He turned him into a paraplegic and then the guy died shortly thereafter. And I'm like, and then I, I was getting not confi- quite. That's not quite right. Not I, quite I was right. getting, did it just partially paralyze him for a day or two or was well, there he, any paralysis involved?
0: Well, he hit Daryl Stingley from the New England Patriots and paralyzed yep. him. I don't believe he, I think the hook or whatever they called it was outlawed before he hit Daryl Stingley. And Daryl Stingley lived for quite a while years, ten, maybe 10, 15, 20 years before he died. So your son was partially right, but.
1: Well, he just wants to be, he's an eighth grader, so he wants to be badass. So <laughs> as the only person that walks around this school, the school is full of chief stuff, right? The whole state is full of chief stuff. Yes. And that's the day he decides to, to bring out his Tatum jersey and, and, and walk around
0: like he's wanting to start some shit <laughs> because you wouldn't want to do that to Jack Tatum
1: well I think there's a whole you know I, he's coming into his own both of my boys were always too heavy to handle the ball so they were they were stripers you know what I mean when they striped their helmet you don't know what I'm talking about because you didn't have boys. Well,
0: well they don't let heavy I mean, kids... Yeah, and in, in Pee Wee League, they don't let them carry the ball if you're above a certain amount of weight.
1: And they put a stripe on their helmet to make sure everybody understands that they're not to get the ball. Yeah. Right? So so it's really killed big kids in football in a lot of places because the big kids just quit after second or third year because if they never get to play on the ball, they just quit. Right? So then when Correct. you get high school, you get these high school feet teams they don't have any heavy kids anymore because they quit when they're in the fourth grade.
0: Well, which is crazy because when I was in fourth grade, I'd have had a stripe on my helmet too. I wouldn't have been able to carry the ball. Exactly. So, and so then I get to high school this, and I'm the one carrying the ball. So, so now
1: he's, this will be the first year he'll be able to carry the ball. But what has happened is all these little kids that have run their mouth for the last five years, they're, they still look like little kids. And my 14 year old looks like a man.
0: And So there's some some bills that are that are going to be paid. Is yeah, so he's
1: you know he's six one and one eighty five, and he's fourteen. So
0: is that it? I mean, come well, on. He's
1: not even fourteen. He's not fourteen till the next end of
0: February. But but feed he's that only thirteen. Feed, feed that boy. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> which which brings me to another thing I just saw in the news was here in Ohio we just legalized sports betting. That's what you said. And, um, and, nice. and I'm not into betting on sports. I'm not into that. I play fantasy. Not and legally. So I, no, we'll go I ahead. Play, <laughs> I play, yeah, I play <laughs> fantasy. Well, I, listen, I learned my lesson back when when the bookie died. I think I told right. that story. Yep. the bookie had to die to get me out When of the bookie it. died and you still had to pay. You mm-hmm. still had to pay. Just not as much. Um, but I play like some you know, and so I play some fantasy on this this sport DraftKings thing. So of course, they're just offering you all kinds of free money and stuff mm-hmm. just to try to get you. And so, I mean, I'm not stupid, so I signed up for some of the free money and and won a couple won a couple bets. Like one was, if you bet fifty dollars, you'll you can win fifty dollars if, if there's a point scored in the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, it's like, okay, like there's not going to be a point scored in the Cincinnati Bengals game. So they were just doing that, trying to get you hooked. So I, this, so I had this free money, and I had some some of it spread out. They got these bets for the first person to score a touchdown in a game, okay? And some of them, if you pick guys that aren't very likely to score, are huge. The payoff's pretty good for what you're betting. And so I had like I uh, forget it was like twenty thirty dollars of free money. So I spread it out in that Detroit Lions Green Bay Packers game last night. And this is why I don't. This is why I don't bet with real money. Okay. So I picked two guys on the Lions. One is a guy named Jamison Williams, and his plus number was thirty, like thirty eight hundred. So whatever the math was whatever I put down, I think it was $5 of that money. If he was the first person to score a touchdown, that was the multiplier. So it was going to pay over $200 or something. And another guy was this guy, Khalif Raymond, and his was like $3,300. Both Lions wide receivers, both very unlikely to be the first guys to score a touchdown. So I'm watching this game, and the Packers and the Lions first I mean, first five times they scored, it was just field goals. It right. was late in the second quarter. Nobody scored. Nobody scored. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, they hit Jamison Williams in the flat, and he runs for a 60-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just, just hit it. Flag comes back for holding. I'm like, are you kidding? I know so does not- that negate the score? It negates the
1: score. On the, no score. on the bet, on the bet. That's because game. that's what happens because you're when you're watching on TV, you there's a little delay and they already said, whoa, whoa, <laughs> the spread is too big, it's going to cost us too much money. Throw the flag.
0: Okay, well, nobody scores a touchdown. I think in the first quarter comes the third quarter. My other guy, this Khalif Raymond, catches a bomb from the Detroit quarterback, and it's one of the he, Catches it and he falls at the goal line into the end zone. They mark him down at the one. They don't even look at it. They don't even look at the replay. Nothing. Yeah. I have no, because they didn't want me to win. Because the spread's too big. I'm telling you. Apparently. So I'm now buying that, that you're saying that. Now that you're pointing that out. Because right there, both those guys would have been. Giving me back over two hundred dollars mm-hmm. of real money for five dollars. Probably of play how many money.
1: hundreds of thousands of you out there?
0: I there can't be that many of me betting that. There there just can't be. So, I mean that's a sucker bet. I mean nobody would make that. Nobody would really make that bet with real money. It'd have to be play money. It'd have to know. be the money they gave. It. But but right there is why I did because. If that had been real money and I'd have had 10 or $20 on it where the payoff would have been in the, you know, maybe thousands of dollars. I think I you're been, wrong. I, I, think you,
1: there, I think there's more people to make that bet than you think.
0: Well, maybe so. I don't know. I mean, know. you ever
1: go to the mall and see all or the store and see all these ugly women, fat women with kids and everything hanging off of them? You think, who would have done that? There's not oh, many God. people out there. Oh, God. There's always yeah. somebody out there. Oh, you know? <laughs> so it may look out- outrageous to somebody with some sense, but there's, you know,
0: you really are trying to get canceled, aren't
1: you? you? know, my head hurts. I don't feel well.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I I had a week last week. I was I actually called in sick to work on Saturday, first time in over a year. Oh, don't say that. People are listening. I well, they know. I I mean I, I mean, the post office knows I called in it's sick is the Ohio State. Game was on, or because they lost, or what? No, it's because I hadn't slept in my in the bed all week because of I had a cough, so I was on the couch and sitting up on the love. Nothing's worse than not feeling good and you fall asleep sitting straight up in the love seat for two hours, and you wake up and you can't. And then not only does your throat hurt, but your back hurts because you can't you can't move from sitting in that sitting in that thing. So. By the time Saturday came around, I was just toast. I, I was just like, I can't do it. I need some sleep. Hmm. So, I mean, I only have 1,600 hours of sick leave. I guess I should be able to take a couple. Yeah, well, there you go. What's that worth to you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I I made more taking eight hours on Saturday than I, I will when I, ca- when I
1: cash it when in. When you add
0: that to your retirement? When I add that to my retirement. What I made an hour on Saturday straight time from using sick leave is a little bit less than what I'll make a month or what will be added a month onto my pension for turning in about a year's worth of sick leave. So it doesn't really pay to, it doesn't really pay to save it sometimes. I guess. Right. But I just feel bad. If I, if I feel bad, not going to work, you know, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, I could get a lot more done if I didn't go to work, but, you know, I guess that's not how it's supposed to be. All right? I don't, I don't
1: know. Uh, You know, I, I I haven't, I don't think I've ever had good work ethic. So you're talking to somebody, you're getting advice. I mean, look how hard you got to get me to do the podcast sometimes.
0: And it's easy.
1: <laughs> and I like doing it. All right, I'm getting too lazy to be that. You know what I mean? You read about these... You know, writers. Well, you're in the writing world. How many of them good writers don't even want to sit down and write a song?
0: A lot of them. Lot you know. Them. So, so what? What happens? Okay. So I know what happens at the post office when somebody calls in sick. What happens at the highway patrol when somebody calls in sick? Do you? Do, you get, do they I keep never. get out on the road. I got so many. I I still um. I've still got. I don't know, 400
1: hours of sick leave on the books from 20 years ago. Under the old system, I'm vested in what's called the old system, so they carry it over there. Um, You know, I was the kind of guy, I could go to work, and you couldn't tell whether I was on sick leave or I was working that day. You know? Everybody said you fought through it, but you really didn't. You just went out to work and didn't do nothing.
0: (laughs) So, you were there wasn't much fighting, but 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 if somebody else caught in sick for the next shift, did they make you, you stay out there on and sometimes,
1: on sometimes, or they'd call in somebody early? There was it just depends, uh huh. So, it, but it, it was it was such a rarity. So, in seven years, I was sent, I'll do you one better than that. In 10 years of being a cop, really 11 years of, of being a, a you know, between the, I worked four years at the sheriff's office, only called in sick one time. I worked seven, six years at the highway patrol, seven years at the highway patrol. I got sent home early once because I had stitches in my hand. I didn't call in sick. My my sergeant seen my hand and he said, Dude, are you going to be able to grip your gun with those stitches? And I said, Dude, I've been working three years. I haven't shot anybody yet. You know, <laughs> what, what do I need it for? <laughs> so he sent me home once, and I didn't use any time. Um, until I'm sorry. I keep getting I I keep getting text out to Wazoo here. Uh, <clears throat> I broke my hand in a fight, and technically that wasn't even sick leave. That was that was work comp leave you know they had a they had a they had a and then they then i got to work what they call work the desk for for light duty so what would happen is if you were sick or injured very long injured especially you know you had guys on on you know there's one guy new named tony he fell off a ladder trying to put siding on his house and broke his leg so they give him an unmarked car and let him drive down to the troop and answer the phone so he didn't burn up all his cichlid so it was really geared toward, they'd tell you your whole career that you'd add it to your retirement, right? In 30-day blocks. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And at the end of the day, you are right. When you save up 20 years worth of sick leave, it adds about $7 to your retirement check. But you just save the state six months worth of pay, which is 50000 bucks or whatever. When I was doing it, it was 15000 Now those guys make a lot more money than I did 30 years ago, but whatever.
0: Yeah, you're saving them a lot of money, and and look, I do. I feel like there's a vast majority of people out there that don't have pensions, so they don't want to hear me crying about only adding forty more dollars a month to my pension. Okay, mm-hmm. I get, it. yeah, I get it. But uh, but I do want to hear. So you got? How'd you break your hand in a fight on the job? Oh, I've told that story on this podcast, haven't I? I don't. I don't know. Have you? What's I mean, I might know when you start telling it. I don't remember you.
1: So it was a Christmas. It was the week before Christmas, whatever year it was, ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. December seventeenth. Today, the living infamy. Hmm. I had a friend of mine, a friend, really a race, a friend of mine. Well, we can't do a podcast without a swing back to the dead brother. But a real, (laughs) my dead brother was uh, worked at a Chevy dealership and and. Was really around the racing scene right so okay. and you know how things happen you just grow people and his friends are your friends or whatever. so this friend of mine it was really a more of a friend of my brother and actually related to my little brother's wife was having a big christmas party you can you can imagine this big machine shed out in the country they're gonna have a christmas party
0: right? we get, we, we've had them we yes, okay, Deer roast,
1: you know whatever. In, in in all day, I have looked forward to leaving at getting off work at five o'clock or whatever time it was. I think it was five o'clock. So I can go to this Christmas party. So I purposely didn't do much all day. I did paperwork. I'm jacking around and 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 on my way home in the afternoon, they called me and said, would you go out to a non-injury accident in this little town called Russellville? We called it Hooterville, which was a spin-off of the old uh, Green Acres, right? <laughs> and it happens to be where the, where the Christmas party is. So where I'm about to tell the story is in two miles as the crow flies to this Christmas party.
0: So, so you're almost, almost there.
1: So I pull in... And there's two county mounties there. And the county deputies in this particular county don't work accidents. They call the highway patrol, right? So I pull up. It's it's pretty warm that day. You know, some days in December it's 50 degrees like it's been this week or whatever. Yeah. So it's fairly warm. And I pull up. And I'm in, the, I'm in downtown this little quaint town. Right? just just a little bitty I think there's I think the sign says seven hundred and thirty six people, but a pretty decent little town, but there's there's a few old crappy houses and and what I've got is I, on the on the as I pull up the street on the right side is nice houses, you know built in the, it was the edge of town back in the seventies, so the right side is all nice red brick houses with carports that were built in the seventies, right mm-hmm. the left side is these old wood clapboard and this particular one is the worst house on the street but it's got a brand new white vinyl fence around it i got two deputies standing there i pull up throw it in park there might have been three deputies now that i think about it but there was at least two when this started so i get out and i'm tall so i can't put my hat on until i get out of the car right i i get out of the car, and as I'm putting my hat on, a dude from the front porch of this crappy old house said, and I know we don't like to cuss on the podcast, so I'm going to try to bring you there without bringing you there, right? But this dirtbag said, I'm fucking scared he's putting his hat on. And his compadre there started running his mouth and chimed into a third compadre, and I got three brothers, none of which are over five foot six. (laughs) standing on this porch in front of this giant stainless steel Weber grill with flame and 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 meat, right? And liquor. And I walk up to these deputies. And as I'm walking up to these deputies, there's they're just you can't even tell you I can't even tell you all the crap that they're yelling at me. Okay. So I walked up to the deputies in charge and he said, well, they're a lively bunch. They kind of got mouthy with us, so we retreated back to the street here to await your arrival. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you what's going on in my head emotionally. Now I just told you I was invited to a Christmas party within two miles of where the crow flies where that entire party they'd burn this freaking house down just to give them something to do. you know what I mean the racetrack crew that I come from, the hard-working. Pipe pitting uh, you know, union family that I come from. That's what you need to worry about. You don't worry about the hat, dude. You need to worry about the guy in the uniform, because the uniform's the only thing keeping him from coming over and kicking somebody's ass and taking some pork chops off that thing, and
0: and going to the party with a plate and
1: whatever else. Right. So. In, the, in this gravel driveway, the city's got brand-new sidewalks. The driveway of this whole house is gravel. Where the gravel driveway meets the sidewalk, there's a puddle of water. They've got what my, bro- my son would call first-generation Dodge. They've got an old late 80s, early 90s Dodge. I think it was like an 84, 86, three-quarter ton two-wheel drive Dodge truck. Might have been four-wheel drive now I think about it. But they had an old regular cab Dodge pickup from like when we were kids, Right. Oh, and yeah. what he'd done is you can track it through that. Mud puddle, when they backed out of the driveway and they turned their wheel, they didn't turn it right or left, and they, they backed into a parked car, parked in front of these red brick houses across the street. Then they pulled back in the driveway and got out of the truck and acted like they weren't driving. <laughs> so when I was putting my hat on, they first started yelling at me. I went over to the red brick house. I talked to the deputy said, I went over to the red brick house. I'm talking to this young man and he's like, the mom tells me we the bat. Scooter was driving. And I said, okay. And they said, we watched him and we tried to talk to him about it. And he told us to screw off. And that's why we called the cops. Okay. So, but as I'm talking, they're yelling at me, yelling across the street now saying that bitch is lying. This is somebody's mom, right? And what has happened is this, this little Hispanic boy has come over in the, in the, in his mom's Ford Taurus parked on the street, walked up to talk to his girlfriend or this girl, you know, try to formulate some kind of a relationship. They backed into his mom's car. And they ran him off with all kinds of racial slurs because they were saying that effing wet back needs to go back to Mexico. And We didn't do nothing. And, and he's lucky he wasn't El Chapo's kids or whatever. They got the AKs out and blasted them. You know, you couldn't do that nowadays. But 25 years ago, they were acting stupid like this. So <clears throat> I get my what's called an accident notebook out. It's a little spiral notebook. And I walk around this Dodge and I'm taking the, the license plate. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I walked over to this fence, and I went to open the gate, and it's latched from the inside. So when it didn't open, the guy on the porch says, you got to be smarter than the fucking gate, man. So I reached over the top of the gate and unlatched it, and I started walking to the driveway, and I got conflicting stories here. One of them is telling me to get off his property, and the other one is know good jailhouse lawyers. Now... One of them's got no shirt on. The other two's got wife beaters. They are tattooed from head to toe. It looks like you called down in Central Casting and said, we need a guy from The Wire and two guys from What's the Motorcycle Show.
0: Sons of Anarchy.
1: Yes, but none of them are very big. They are all like <laughs> five foot six or eight. Now, they're pretty cut up. I mean, you know how those little guys seem to have be muscler, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They,
1: but, yeah. But, but just little bitty muscle bound guys and they're just they're just screaming telling me to get out of here mind my own effing business you can't prove nothing i heard it all right so i get to that edge of that sidewalk or the porch and it's an old two-story house remember how and you're a mailman you know how some of the two stories where the old the porch is like two steps above the 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 the, the lawn yeah oh yeah so they're from an elevated position they're mouthing me like this and I was telling him, so I got my little accident notebook there, and I tell him, I said, hey, fellas, I, I don't want no trouble. I'm going to short form this. It's a non-injury accident, very minimal damage. I just need to know whose truck that is and the insurance card, and I'll get out of here. And this guy goes, you'll get the fuck out of here now, or we'll kick your ass. Those deputies, and I look behind me, the deputies all stayed out on the side street, okay? And they said, you'll be with them deputies out there. They know better than to come in whose yard this is. So I thought, you know, there's no way I'm going to stand here and take this tongue lashing. So I stepped up on the porch where I tower above them with my hat on. And I take my accent notebook and I put it across the trigger finger on my right hand and give them the timeout signal. And I said, Time out, fellas. I just want to get a minimal information. I don't really care one way or the other. I'm going to short form this and I'll be out of here. And, and, They all three of them started doing the timeout thing in my face. And one of them was, no, you'll time the fuck out. And you'll get the fuck out of here. And I said, okay. So I started, I turned around and I walked off. And as I got to the bottom step, I turned around and I looked at them all three. And I said, I'm going to gather the facts and make an informed decision based upon those facts. But I'll be back and then they just they just ro- they just yelled and yelled and yelled. So I walked out, I walked up the sidewalk back in the driveway and I'm walking around getting the license plate and the VIN off of this truck and I could tell the one of them for whatever reason one of them decided to come down the stairs. The <laughs> and then, he, then as I'm walking toward this t- truck, now he's 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 basically staying on the other side of the fence from me. But the longer I go, the more I get for off of this truck, the closer he's getting. So finally, he comes out on the sidewalk. And as he comes out on the sidewalk, I squat down and I'm like, I'm looking at the paint transfer from this bumper. It's got paint transfer from where he hit that green car. Remember those mid-90s, dark green? You know, everything was green, aqua green, dark green. Remember <laughs> oh, <those> yeah. <laughs> that? Okay, so as I'm taking my time looking down, he's walking around the truck. I'm looking underneath the truck because it's tall enough I can see his feet. You with me?
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: all these guys are brothers, and they're all last name. I can't even say the last name. Okay and as he got to the corner of that truck i stood right up and i said mr stone put your hands behind your back you're under arrest and he started to say something and to this day i'm not for sure what he wanted to say <laughs> okay <laughs> because he didn't get to finish his sentence <laughs> and two things happened he was face down and when he went down his head Remember how I said the sidewalk was a little higher and trapped water from the drive concrete drive from the gravel driveway? His head hit the edge of that concrete and his face exploded like the ketchup packets when you were in eighth grade. and You'd stomp on them. Oh God. And this house, his house, exploded like a hornet's nest. But it wasn't the brothers, it was three women, one of Oops. which was in the one of which was in the third trimester pregnancy. They're on me like a pack of hyenas. So I get on top of him and I go to cuff him up, and that's when I realized my hand was gripped. When I couldn't grip, I couldn't really grip my cuff correctly. Okay, so then I reached up to click my lapel mic, and I couldn't use my thumb. And what had happened is I had my ink pen. Remember I told you I had my notebook in one hand, my ink pen oh hand. yeah. <laughs> when I went, I held my ink pen and I held my thumb inside my hand. And uh, it it broke my thumb right there at the top. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. So I can't squeeze my mic. I got to use my left hand to cuff him. I got to use my left hand to squeeze my mic, and all these people are just, 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 just they're around us. But now with the the guys they were kind of reserved a little bit. So so. Um, I left him face down and, and they, they're screaming. I can't even tell you the the craziness to three three women. It was a scene out of a movie, you know. They were calling me an MFer and on and on. And my 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 Crown Victoria patrol car was across the street right there. Little old city streets. We're talking 30 feet away, right? Yeah. I had my window down, which when I was standing right by my car, I'd leave my window down because I was always paranoid about locking my key in my car. <laughs> so I I, it's broad daylight so i walk over there and i pulled the big i had a big mag rechargeable flashlight that would they would put them between the door and the seat okay so i pulled that flashlight out and walked back and i was just holding my left hand but i was holding over my right shoulder like i'm gonna swing it and hit any of them right and i said get the f back now and this woman said You can't talk to us like that. Blah 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 blah. Now the deputies are freaking shell shocked. They don't even know. They're just. They they didn't like these three. Now they don't like the three wives, the kids in the yard crying and screaming. They let the freaking little French bulldogs out and they're yapping and it's just it's just pandemonium. And I told these people to get the F back again. And this deputy says. Well, we're gonna get some statements. I said, no, we're gonna load him in the car and get out of here before somebody gets a freaking deer rifle. Um, because that's what she had to worry about. You know, I mean, nowadays, who knows? So this gal, Miss nine month pregnant, comes over and bumps me with her belly and says, "You can't fucking talk to me like this. I'll have your job." And I said, "Yeah, but you won't have it till tomorrow. Get back, or I'm gonna bust your fucking head, lady." <laughs> and she. I could tell by the way these wives had had a rough upbringing, because they stepped back. You know what I mean? They, the, the husbands have must have whipped them into shape one or two times because they understood that. You know what I mean? Like if I was in an upscale neighborhood and said that, they wouldn't believe it, right? But you tell these gals that, and <laughs> so, I, this deputy, I said, help me get him in the car. I walked him over the patch side of my car and put him in there, and I walked around to the driver's side and i jumped in and i go to pull out and i had my stereo on and and now this dude is cuffed behind the back and he's bleeding profusely from the face okay and he looks over at me and there's zz top playing on like lagrange you know because i had it on a classic no. and he goes oh man you're a white man like me i dig it and i said yeah and he said, "I guess you're taking me to Cole County. That's a jail." I said, "No, I'm taking you to Saint Mary's." He said, "To what?" I said, "I'm taking you to the hospital." He goes, "Oh man, you're okay." He said, "I'm gonna have that fucker to hit me. I'm gonna have his job." <laughs> he doesn't even know he's so drunk and messed up. He doesn't even know I'm the dude to hit him, right?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna have that guy's job. And I said, "Okay." So I put it. I had to, you know, I put it in gear. I had to use my left hand to call the station and say, "Hey, I'm going to Saint Mary's." And I said,
0: huh? (laughs) Were you going there for... For
1: For me, too. You you know what I mean? We're both going. But yeah, yeah, that's what what bothers me about the George Floyd deal, right? Any of those guys could have just called an ambulance and stood there and watched that guy flop around the ground, and they'd have been fine. Right? Just call an ambulance. Just call an ambulance for these people. I don't have anything personal against the dude. So, of course, I'm driving up the highway, and I tell the troop hey you know it's my basically my sergeant was supposed to be on and he wasn't which is the reason why they sent me out there because he came in late because he was a sergeant and he decided he's gonna do that on a saturday night or whatever and and of course then i'm starting to i'm passing all these county county cars just choo, 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 choo. And i'm like dude where are they all going well all of the people on that street have been watching this saga unfold right so when it went to fist city they all call nine one one, so the switchboard at the the county's getting lit up right that that the troopers in the fight the deputies in a fight the troopers in the street wrestling with this guy you know they say it all so the troop asked me well the sergeant the lieutenant's sitting here do you want him to meet you i said yes but well, he wants to know why ask me now what kind of manager that like he can't decide he's gonna get off his fat ass and drive over there and meet me or not right so i said tell him because i got a broken hand and this guy's got a busted head and there'll be questions in the morning
0: (laughs) over and out (laughs) so yeah that might be a t-shirt right there so
1: (laughs) as i'm driving And this is what irks me. This dude, he's got two brothers that are troopers. His dad was a notorious badass trooper, and he's just a paper pusher, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm formulating a good relationship with this guy. And as we get close to the hospital, so not only they send the hospitals in the city, and they're sending some black and whites, they're sending some city cars over there. And I don't know how many of your listeners live in a city versus in the county. Like, you can kind of bullshit around with a deputy and get by with something but you can't mess around with a city cop and the bigger the city the less you can mess around with them they're like some of these places are like street gangs right yeah I mean like you want to fight one I'll get on the radio and we'll have 15 of them here in a minute so I tell him I say as we're driving as we get close to the hospital I tell him I say hey dude now he's still bleeding he's still cuffed behind the back I said hey dude um, we're going to the hospital there'll be some other cops here They're not going to be near as cool as me. So you might want to chill out. And he's like, F them. I'll fight them too. I'm just getting started. Take these cuffs off me. I'm warmed up now. I said, I'm just telling the dude, just kind of chill out. Because these dudes ain't going to, some of them ain't going to have a good, you know what I mean? So. (laughs) We pull around the corner, we pull up to the ER, and that's how you do it when you're a cop. You pull up to the ER, and there's my lieutenant standing there with his hat on. And, and the most state troopers, your hat
0: is like your your shield. Your like, your cape. like your cape. Like your cape,
1: right? Oh, yeah. If you got that on, nobody can touch you, right? Especially in the old days when they made us wear them, you know what I mean, all the time. Whether the wind was blowing, whether you were on an interstate, whatever, you had to wear it. So he's pacing back and forth. And I mean, he's a tall, thin guy. He just looks like a poster boy, right? And I got out of the car, and he said, you got a live one, Jeff? I said, yeah, he's, he's out of control. And he said, I'll handle it. So he opens the door and says, Mr. Stone, my name's such and such. I don't want to say his name. He's died, dead now, but I don't want to say his name. But when I tell the story at Coffee Breaks with some of these retirees, the retirees deal, they get a kick out of him because they know him or knew him. He had got cancer and died. And he said, I'm Lieutenant Tom. And then before he could finish, the guy's like it just explodes. F you, MFR, take these cuffs, and I'll fight you too. I'm just getting started. Of course, he slams the door and he goes, Wow, you got a live one. We're gonna, I'm gonna let's just stay here till Paul gets here. Paul's another trooper I work with a guy. I went to grade school and high school with. Okay, played high school football with him. He is a dude that's a little guy like this kid, little guy, but he's a fighter, right? So so he's like me. The uniform only protects you from what's really inside of him. You know what I mean? So he opens that door and the guy starts and I mean, Paul just jerks him out and says, well, looks like you've been doing a good job of winning tonight. You want to keep that record up? You'll try something. And, and then he gets into it a little bit and he gets introduced to the, to the, so you go over to the ER and you got a. You got to push it. We don't. We're not walking through the main entrance. We're going to the ambulance door. So there's a secret code we have to push, and the, the doors open up, but then they immediately close. Well, we get the doors open, and he's screwing around Paul enough where the doors close again. So Paul has to introduce his head to the concrete wall at, at the ER. While I'm trying to one finger because my thumb's broke, and the lieutenant's still running <laughs> dude. My my freaking hand is broke. You think it's some kind of joke? So. We go in there and they set him up on a gurney, you know what I mean? And he's, you know, you get these nurses, you know, it's like, it's not like anything you see in the ER because that's all fake. That stuff's fake, right? This is a real wild ass. On parole. That's the best part. He's on parole for a whole bunch of bad stuff. So technically he already belongs to the state anyway. They're just giving him a little vacation time. So anyhow. Lieutenant starts asking him questions, because right off the bat, he's, you know, the girls are saying, the ER girls are saying, what happened tonight? And he's like, I was minding my own business, b- barbecuing my family, with my wife and brothers, and this, these cops just come and jerked me off the porch and threw me down the yard and started kicking me. I never once kicked him. okay And he's like telling this sob story, and he's about in tears telling her. So this lieutenant takes his notebook out of his little bitty baby notebook in his breast pocket and starts taking notes. And says Did
0: you smack it up, as he? Yeah,
1: because he goes, I want to make a complaint. Who's in charge? And the lieutenant says, I'm in charge. I want to make a formal complaint. The lieutenant's like, okay, you know, it's our policy that if you want to make a complaint, we have to take it. And what happened? And he's, he's telling her, and I was minding my own business. And this dude come to my house, threw me off, off the porch, beat me up in front of my wife and kids and the neighbors and, and put the boots to me. And and it's just it's just insanity, right? So but but Tom is the lieutenant is taking notes like he's really serious, you know what I mean? Like he really cares. And he said, Well, what's what's he look like? And this this dude, Paul, that had just showed up to the ER, right? He's not been anywhere around. He walked back, he had walked out to talk to the ER staff. He'd walked back in, and the guy goes, That's him right there. And Lieutenant says, no, that's not him. And he goes, well, it was you. <laughs> and Lieutenant goes, no, I was just here. And he said, well, it was one of you two. And Lieutenant goes, how can you make a complaint if you don't even know who did it? And the guy goes, see, I can't really tell the story because it's got the N word in it.
0: Well, don't, don't... So he
1: says, if nine Canadians beat you up, how could you tell the difference between any of them? Oh, God. And the lieutenant says, a Canadian beat you up because you guys are just like a bunch of Canadians. Y'all look the same. Because we had a uniform. Oh, God. So. Oh, God. The best part is, they so they do a special investigation. Oh, I sit there like for two and a half hours, and the lieutenant's like, okay, you ready to take him to jail? I said, when do I get my x-rays? They're like, what? I said, I'm the freaking one that's hurt here. So by the time I got to the Christmas party, it was like eleven o'clock.
0: Oh, Jesus! Got all of
1: them. because they're like, huh? No, they, <laughs> they weren't because they, because somebody from town come out there and said, dude, this, these, this, 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 there was a fight and this trooper beat the shit out of this guy because the rumor was I just was just I just pulled him off the port and put the boots to him. So. <laughs> my brother and his homie's like that's gotta be my brother that's gotta be him so when i rolled up with my hand in his cast at 11 o'clock or whatever i was like it's like santa claus showed up <laughs> Oh. so he, they did this what they call special investigation with a cop and a the person both receive injuries they do a special like internal affairs type of deal right and they formed it out to a sergeant that that knew a lot of people in the community actually his parents grew up out there and he came into town and talked to all these people and you know what the number one st- statement from all these people on what i call the red brick side of the house because a lot of them were like my grandpa's age of that generation you know what i mean because this is 25 years ago when you still had those korean war a few world war ii guys still around or whatever and they were like we couldn't figure out what took them so long to, to put that guy in his place and and they were saying you know those deputies that he ran off all them deputies and and that state trooper you know it was like i is like i you know, i upheld the reputation in the organization now the lieutenant knew i didn't go kits get some random dude off the porch because as i said earlier i had a terrible work ethic so they knew i just didn't go put a case on somebody just put a case on them. you know there were some people that they would believe that but not me
0: you're too late you're too lazy to yeah you
1: know, i was too lazy to, make- to frame somebody if i wrote you a ticket or got into it you deserved it this is the best part he wasn't even the driver of the truck his his, <laughs> his brother was, and I think in his feeble mind, because he wasn't the driver, he thought he could go out there and get in the middle of
0: it all, right? Because you didn't have anything on him, really. Right, because I wasn't driving; I was the passenger. Except now so, that he's now he's interfering with with, with his right. Business.
1: Yep. 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 Hey, so the remember I told you about the white picket fence? So they had rented this old crappy house for years. His wife won like 35,000 on a scratcher's ticket and they bought this old junkie house and the first thing they did was put a fence around it and 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 then they were somebody. Does that make sense? He was a homeowner by God. They bought that big grill and they were having big Christmas
0: barbecue. You know, and you know, you have told the story, but it's been like 200 it's been like 100 episodes ago. Mhm. You know, cuz this is this is this is one of Christie's brother's favorite stories you've ever told. Because I think of the first time you told he called those guys the uh, pork steak cookers.
1: Yeah, something like that. Pork steak. I called <laughs> pork steak. That's what they had. They had those big pork steaks that were flaming up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and while he was talking to me, he had his, you know, they had tongs and they had the big spatula. You know, you get to like the three barbecue set. Nowadays, these chicken shit cops they got, nowadays probably would have shot them for swinging the, the the spatula around, but back in my day we we had the hat to protect us. So <laughs> when they took the hat away, it softened these guys up. took away their Oh
0: body. yeah. So 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 you telling the story leads me to the third thing on the list that I was going to talk about before we got off here, and uh, it's a shameless promotion. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. I got a song coming out on the let's see January twenty seventh. With an appropriate title, I think the title is just appropriate to the stories. It's called "Hillbilly Legal." There you go. It's called it's called "Hillbilly Legal" by a group called Land Law. So how about that? My like it. Right I think I haven't
1: even heard I, it yet. Who's cutting I, it for you? You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a couple brothers, and they're called they they call themselves Land Law because the one brother's Lance and the other one's. Um, um what is his what is his brother's name?
1: It doesn't matter.
0: Law. <laughs> it's LAW, so so yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. I I think uh I think uh I think our our uh, fans would will uh will dig it. Especially uh the hillbilly part, it's a pretty cool song. So it might be maybe it'll become our new maybe it'll become the uh midweek how theme song.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> if you get a good one, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh maybe that's the uh, title
1: of the album you know what there's been a many a time i was going to put a little rap. i don't think i can make a real song but i think i can make a few raps you know and we get the moonshine bandits or somebody to cut it it might sound correctly coming from somebody's head's busted my hands broke and there'll be questions asked you know what i
0: mean <laughs> well all hey, right i already sent. i already sent the quote to uh to need to get on to the, the t-shirt place yeah yeah mm-hmm. my my hand my hands busted, his he- his head's busted and there'll be questions in the morning. hmm Hands broke. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows Podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows to a tiny